Open your Bibles to Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Mark chapter 11 is so simple and so profound. Chapter, uh, chapter 11, verse 22, Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Or the cross reference, have the faith of God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that, here's what you believe, believe that those things, believe that those words which he saith shall come to pass, he will have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say, you notice that? He laid out the spiritual law and then he immediately used it. You see it? Therefore, see, if he hadn't said therefore, it would have just been part of it. But therefore, because of what I just said, I say unto you what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When you pray, start believing then. Right then, while you're praying. Not after you see it, not after you feel it, not for any other reason except the word of God, hallelujah. This is the way faith works and it's the faith of God. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You shall have what you say and you shall have what you believe. When you stand praying, forgive. When? Right then. If you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now then, 2 Kings chapter 4. This one, oh, most, most, most exciting. Praise God. Verse eight, it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem where there was a great woman and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat bread, or he turned in there to eat and, uh, and to take rest and eat. She said unto her husband, behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us sit for him there a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick. Now that doesn't sound like much, but you don't know what kind of bed it was. It was a nice bed. And that looked bad, looked good, man, when you walk in everywhere you go. And these were wealthy people. What well, sounds like there's a little hole in the wall, I expect. <laughs> I expect that wasn't just this just, just little dab or something. It is nice. It's one room, but it is good. 
Amen. And so, <laughs> and he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him and he said, she said unto him, say it now. Uh, and he said unto him, say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldst thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? She answered, I dwell among my own people. I'm doing all right. I don't need them. We're wealthy people. I don't need a favor with the king. I don't need any of that. Besides that, I'm a Shunammite. I'm not a Jew and I don't, I don't need that. So, and he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, verily, she hath no child and her husband is old. And he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, <laughs> about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord. Now, wait a minute. The ampl I mean, the, the new living, the amplified is good on this, but the new living really, really shows what he, she said. She said, my Lord, don't deceive me and get my hopes built up over this. Amen. That, 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 that opens that up. The woman conceived and bore a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. When the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. She went up, laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door and went out. She called unto her husband and said, send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It's neither the new moon or Sabbath. She said, it'll be well. She didn't tell her husband the boy dead. I mean, the boy was hurting when he left, but he just figured, well, he's all right. He went home. He must be okay. She said, oh, you know, everything's going to be all right. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward, slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. Turn this thing on right now. So she went and came to the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off, he said to Gehazi, behold, yonder's that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to, to meet her and say to her, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? She answered, it's well. It's well. 
When she came to the man of God, to the hill, she caught him by the feet. See, he's, he's the only Bible she had. He's the only word available to her. That is tantamount to our today taking the word of God and standing on it and not ever saying anything but that. I'm not saying anything else. I absolutely refuse to say anything else. Praise God. She went and, and when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, let her alone. Her soul is vexed within her. The Lord hath hid it from me. He hadn't told me. Then she said, did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, don't get my hopes up. Don't, don't, don't deceive me on this. Then he said to Gehazi, gird up thy loins, take their staff in your hand. Take my staff in your hand and go your way. If you meet any man, salute him not. If any salute thee, answer him not again and lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child. There was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him saying, the child is not awakened. And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. He went in therefore and shut the door upon the two and prayed under the Lord. And he went up and lay upon the child, put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro. He began to walk the floor and he went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. And he called, the, called Gehazi and said, call this Shunammite. So he called her. And when she was come into him, he said, take up thy son. She went in, fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. Not one time did she use the word death. She said it. All is well and wouldn't change it. Refused to change it. And then, brother, I'm telling you, she acted on it. She wasn't crying. She never shed a tear. She wasn't crying. She just gritted her teeth like what we talked about this morning in healing school. I mean, like a dog grabbing a bone. She just bit down on what that prophet said. And here she went just as hard and fast as that donkey could run. And she told that guy, don't you let up unless I tell you to. So she said it and she acted on it. All she ever said, all is well. The, and the Lord had me pick up on that not long ago. I began to say it, all is well. Say it, all is well. Yeah, but all is well. Glory. What's the matter with you, Kenneth? All is well. 
By his stripes I was healed. Glory to God. As long as that book says that, that's all I'm going to say. There was times and times and times like everybody else, I yielded and broke down and started bawling about it. With, with the help of Almighty God, with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the help of my angels, glory to God, I will not break down again. And if something happens, I, I, let me, let me give if you say something long enough that it gets into your heart, it, it'll control your life. And things you've been saying a long time, will get out your mouth. I've told you this before and I'm going to tell you again. I hated exercise with passion. Mowing the yard is the stupidest thing I have ever <laughs> I meant it, man. My granddaddy said, that's the laziest kid I ever saw in my life. And he was right. I didn't plan on being anything else. I enjoyed being lazy and that's where I wanted to be. Just my mother just, oh, man, it just drive her up the wall. And like, like he said, you know, he sure ain't afraid of work. He'd lay right down beside him and go sound asleep. <laughs> anyway, but then of course, after he got into the ministry, well, but this is not work. This, this is not work. When you love what you do, you never go to work a day in your life. Amen. Amen. And so... <laughs> But that exercise, and God kept telling me, kept telling me, and I'd try it a while and then it just wouldn't even be in my imagination. But then, for a lot of the reasons that you already know, but, and, and, and the Lord began to talk to me about it, and he said, you're gonna have to do something about this. You've gone far as you can go. You've hit the wall with this disobedience. You, you have to do something about it. I said, okay, glad to do it. Made my decision, glory to God. And I went in the workout room on that first day and, um, and um, David uh, was, uh, until uh, Yvonne, my trainer could, the, the situation had to be arranged, but at the end when David was working with me and uh, man, I was excited about it. I made my commitment, I'm excited this is it. Glory to God. I really genuinely decided, excited. And I, I walked up to that, we had an a, I got an A-frame there in the, in the exercise room and I caught those, those ropes. To, to, the, the exercise is to take those, you got weights on the bottom of them and you, you take that thing and you pull it this way, which starts working this part of your arm. And this was the first exercise. And I got a hold of that. I was just feeling great. Remember what I told you? You say there's something long enough it gets in your heart, it'll, it'll rule your life. I caught that and I said, God, I hate this. And I grabbed my mouth. It came out my mouth before I could stop it. I'd said it and said it and said it. Now I'm gonna show you something that's real. I grabbed my mouth. I said, oh God, forgive me. I repent. I repent of it. I love this. I, 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 
I love it. I physically felt that spirit come off my body. You mean you had a demon in your spirit? No! No born again human being has a demon in their spirit. That's a blasphemous thing to say. You're a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things became new and all things are of God. But it can sure get a hold of your flesh. Brother Hagin used to use this illustration. You move into some old house and the guy comes out, the guy that chases termites down the drain, you know, the The commercials some people watch. <laughs> anyway, and they give you the report. This old house is full of termites. You live in the house. That don't mean you got termites. You, the real you, live in that flesh and blood and bone house. And if you give the devil an opportunity, he'll nest up with the body, not your spirit. Mess with your mind. You're a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Amen. 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 But he's not all that hard to get rid of unless he still has a legal right to be there. And if you've been saying you hate exercise all these years, I don't care how much of a commitment you make, that's going to come out your mouth. But you better do something about it right now. And it was so easy. I just said, I love it. And away it went. And the more I exercise, the more I enjoy it. Glory to God. I'm on my way to 120 and loving every minute of it. Glory to God. Can you say amen with me? Now, believe it in your heart. Say it with your mouth. Then comes corresponding action. I'm Duncan White. Um, I'll be a senior this year at Oral Roberts University. And um, this is my third year here at Southwest Believers. Uh, growing up, um, I started off at um, Super Kids with Commander Kelly, Commander Dana, Commander Linda. They just encouraged you with all the faith you could. And it was, it was almost never too much. You couldn't get enough of it. And they knew how to deliver it. And from that point, it's just like it kept stirring in me and stirring in me. So I started off when I was younger believing for basketball shoes. We were in a tough spot and um, I needed some new basketball shoes and it just wasn't there. So my dad said, well, go over my head for it. So that's what I did. I was praying, believing, sowing whatever seed money I had. And um, God got me those shoes. And it was just like, okay, this is pretty cool. I can do this. And then after that, I was believing for my high school tuition to be paid off because I went to an all-boys Catholic high school. And um, it got pretty expensive. But um, in the end, I was sewing, believing, and God came through again and took care of it all. We didn't know a dime. And it's just been a miraculous journey since then. The most recent thing he's done for me, so I was believing God for a new car. And about two years ago, I got the opportunity to meet Brother Copeland. And I didn't have any seed money left. I'd gone through the week and uh, just ran out. So I'm looking around the hotel thinking, what can I give? What can I give? And I had my ORU basketball t-shirt that I have brand new still. And I'm thinking, I'm going to sew this. It's all I've got left. 
I really just want to be a blessing. And knowing he went to ORU, I said, this could be sentimental to him. It might mean something. And so upon meeting him, I had my shirt, and I told him, Brother Copeland, I'm believing for a new car. This is all I have left to give. And he just had the biggest smile on his face, and he just grabbed me by the hands. And he said, tell me, what are you all really believing for? And I told him, I'm believing for a new car, um, debt-free, and I just want something to help me get there and get back and really take care of everything. And he said, okay. And he said, I'm believing you get it. The exact color you want, the model, the make, and that um, it's the price you want it. And he said, okay, okay. He said, let's do this. And so after we got done praying, um, I just walked away. I gave him the shirt, and he was just so happy that he got the shirt. And leaving there, I was really excited and believing. But a year went by, and nothing kind of happened. And um, I kind of got discouraged, but then I saw him on TV again. And he said, keep believing, keep believing. And the next year, he had said, um, when you're really wanting something, say, I believe it, I receive it, I claim it in Jesus' name. So as I would walk around, I would see that car, riding around with my parents, I'd see the car, and I'd say, I believe it, I receive it, I claim it in Jesus' name. And one day after I got done working at basketball camp, I got a text message. And they said, would you like to come test drive this vehicle? And I said, yes. And so I went, and it was the exact car I'd wanted, color and everything. And I asked, um, how much are you asking for it? And they said, nothing. I just want to give it to you. So I was just shell-shocked and just like, man, he did it again. And just my faith has just been growing since then. And faith is like a muscle. you got to work it. So, I mean, for me, that's been a real big thing. I just got to keep working it and keep exercising my faith because the more I do that, I know the stronger it'll get. And almost every year, it feels like I'm growing and um, believing for something bigger, something better, something God's challenged me really for. To me, partnership is, it's believing with them for something that I like, that they're believing for, and they're believing with me for something I'm believing for. So I know they're working with me and I'm working with them, and I just know that they've got my back because I've got their back. I'm really excited for what God wants to do next. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.